Welcome to the Two Coach Bennett's Talking Podcast. I'm Coach Tammy Bennett. And I'm Coach Chris Bennett. This is where we talk about anything we want. Yeah, anything we want. Like movies or music. Running, not running. Life and what gets us excited. Fantasy and sci-fi books. No, we're not talking about that. All right, well, we'll talk about everything but fantasy and sci-fi books. So sit back or keep moving because it's time to start talking. Welcome back to the Two Coach Bennett's Talking Podcast. Today is episode five and we're talking about things not to say to people. We're also talking about high school graduation, our favorite place to get Mexican food in Oregon, playing the guitar, the movie Bridesmaids, and so much more. This is going to be fun and we're so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey, Coach. Coach, how are you? Really tired, but great. All right. Fantastic. Well, I'm super excited to be with you. I'm always super excited to be with you. Of course. Okay. We're starting with some humility right off the bat. I love it. What have you been up to? Talk to us. Well, let's talk about why I'm so tired. Want to? Won't that be fun? More than anything. Okay. So our daughter graduated. Our daughter graduated high school. Our middle daughter, our firstborn girl, graduated high school. Uh, Middle child. What was that? You said middle daughter, like we have three daughters. Middle child. Yes. Our middle child, first daughter. Yes. Uh, So yeah, graduation ceremony was yesterday morning at the time of recording this. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful ceremony, very long, very great, nice all the things that you want to see in a ceremony. Loved it. Um, yeah. And then we basically had time to just quickly get a sandwich, come home, change clothes. Pretty much right after that, we had to travel to a track meet, their last track meet of this year. Mm-hmm. Our daughter's last high school track meet, our other daughter's last sophomore track meet. Yep. And then after that, we kind of uh, we stayed and watched some other great races, which is really fun. We saw some people that we, you know, in the running community that we haven't seen for a little while. And that was always fun. Or that was, of course, fun. Um, And then we came home, had dinner and pretty much got into bed. And then I woke up at two in the morning to go pick up my daughter from a school event that ended at 2.30 and the children, the kids, the high school graduates were not allowed to drive themselves to or from. So I and 309 other sets of parents went to pick up our kids at 2.30 in the morning. And that was rough. Yeah, you definitely took one for the team. Um, I'm traveling today and you, this is something I got to say we would normally do together. But yeah, you you were a rock star last night and, and and flew solo. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Can I tell kind of just a quick little funny story about it? Yes. So, you know, it's two in the morning. I'm tired. I get there and there this parking lot is notoriously has skinny spaces. And so that it's just hard to get in and out of. So anyway, I'm rolling in like a rock star. There are already at least a hundred other cars in the parking lot when I get there. And I start to turn into my space and I just totally ram one of my wheels into a curb so much that I my chest goes forward and bumps into the horn. Jeez. So, so here I come rolling in. Everybody's sitting calmly in their car. 
and I go, you know, run into the curb, do a honk. And then I'm embarrassed, but I'm, you know, we're good. We're good. I back up, I pull into the space and then I turn off the car. But the way I was driving my daughter's car, the way that the light is, is it stays on you for like two minutes after you turn off the car. Yep. So then I just felt like I was being shamed because it was super dark. Everyone had their lights off. Mm-hmm. And so they hear me like they see me bump into this curb, then the horn. And then I just sit there in a spotlight, literally yeah. a spotlight for two minutes. And uh, yeah, that was two in the morning for me. Yeah. Well, I'm sure nobody noticed. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. And yeah. And in and, and no way, I'm sure, were uh, people commenting about, oh, geez, it's two in the morning. Look at her driving in here, hitting curbs, hitting horns, mm-hmm. doesn't know how to turn her light off. What has she been doing? Is she I even know. here to pick up kids? I is, know. Is probably what they were asking. Like, who is this floozy? Yeah. It's fantastic. Floozy. Yeah. Floozy. What a great word. All right. Do you have anything else to add for our for what's been going on in the past week, or that that kind of covers it? Yeah. I, let's 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 move on. Let's 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 keep rolling. Uh, okay. Let's get to the meat and taters. So the reason this came up, the reason we chose this topic today, and what are we going to call this? Worst things you can say, or worst things you can hear? <laughs> like, what are you what are you saying? You know, or what are you thinking? Come on. Like, I think that's kind of the. Well, I think it's the, the saying part that this shouldn't be. I guess it's like, what were you thinking before you said that? Like, you know what I mean? Why don't you explain where this comes from first? People will get it once we explain why this is even a topic today. Okay. So the reason we chose this topic for our meat and tater section is because we were watching um, the East NCAA East regionals for track and field. And the way that the camera was set up, it was in the crowd. And so you could hear some people very clearly and very loudly cheering and some of the things that they were saying were really not what you want to hear when you're running at all. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just give the the first example is they were like, "Hurry up!" <laughs> so well, you have to the same way that I would say. Let me just say that uh, the all same right. way that I would say this if I had the three kids when they were younger and we were in the aisle of Target and I just wanted them to hurry the hell up and get with me because they like our time was running out. And someone was about to melt down. And so it's like there was a little bit of level of like frustration and like panic. Like, hurry yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But you're saying and, it to someone running a race. Yeah. At a very high level. And it doesn't matter what level, but it's just at first, I think we just were shocked. And then we started laughing. So we're sitting on the couch. We both looked at each other. Like Tammy said, it was so clear. Hurry up. And there's like two laps left in this race. And we thought, what do you, what do you do with that as an athlete? Like when, when you hear someone and they had a very distinct voice. So whoever's racing, they know that's their person with two laps to go. That's the best you can come up with. Not, you know, there's a gap forming or get outside or stay relaxed. It's a panicked hurry up. And at that point, if the athlete isn't able to make any moves, then that's pretty much the worst thing you can hear. Because I don't even know what that means. Hurry up because someone's coming to get you. The clock is running out. Like, I I, I don't even know what the point of yelling hurry up was. But if you're ever at a meet and you're about to yell at an athlete, hurry up, pause, swallow, and don't do it. Along that same note... If you are about to yell to someone in a race, 
sprint. Don't do it. They're running as hard as they can, most likely. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them to sprint. Yeah. That's a silly thing to yell. Even at the end of a race, there's a better thing to yell than sprint. You know, like, here's a little advice, okay? You always want to give the athlete something they can work with and something that makes sense and something that is going to motivate them or give them information that they can use. Like, for instance, you've got people coming on you. Okay, that's that's good to know. Or you're cutting the you're cutting into second place's lead over you. Great. Or if we get third, we win. Like these are things that are important. And they can do something with them, like and you they said. Can, they can do something with it. But first of all, yelling sprint means you want them to run all out. So if you're yelling sprint, they probably already realize they're at the point in the race where they have to be going all out. And you can only go all out for a few seconds. Okay, so be careful when you're yelling sprint. We often hear it at odd times of the race, like halfway through the race sprint. And it's like, no, no, please don't listen to this person in the crowd. Now is not the time to sprint. Now is the time to ignore some people yelling at you. So, yeah, sprint's another one. Just just please don't yell that. Yeah. And I have one more that we heard, and I think the words themselves are not bad, but the tone in which they were said made it terrible. And it was like this. You're almost done. <laughs> and I think there was an audible sigh. Or am I making that up? I think I think that was me sitting next to you. I think <laughs> what you heard was me sighing. Yeah, you're almost done. Again, useless information. No, that actually sounds pretty. No, it's but it's pretty depressing. I mean, first of all, if they hear the bell being rung, they know there's a lap to go. But you're almost done. I think what they were trying to say was hang in there. Keep fighting. You know, hold on to that person in front of you. But yeah, the tone kind of ruined it. Well, I'll tell you this. I think it's different on a track or a road race. So growing up, I started racing competitively at age 11 and I did a road race almost every single weekend. I mean, I'm telling you, I well, I probably did 40 a year. <clears throat> and there were a lot of times when we went to a road race where I had never run the course before. And so in those situations, it was very helpful for me to hear someone say, you're almost done right? Because I didn't know the course and I knew I was almost done. But we were watching a track race. They know how many laps they have. They know how much they have left. And it just sounds like you're kind of giving up on them or like that you think that they've given up and you're just trying to get them to the finish line. I will say this. I get what you're saying. But if if I'm yelling something to someone at a new course where they don't know where they are, I'm not yelling you're almost done. I'm yelling you've got two minutes to go. There's 600 meters to go. I'm giving you something, especially towards the end of the race. You need something concrete. You can't hear. You're almost done. What is, what is that? What does almost mean? Does that mean six minutes? Does that mean two minutes? When I round this turn, am I going to see the finish line or am I going to see nothing? Because you think almost done is a thousand meters. Like you got to give somebody concrete. And yes, on a track, they know what's going on. You're almost done. Oh, my goodness. What? Like, like we're doing a scheduled test or something like that. But anyway, yeah, that's another yeah, I, one. I'll agree with what you said. I like that so much better. 600 meters to go or yeah, one more turn, something like that on a road race. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, can we just talk about one or two other things that we really don't like hearing or we wish people wouldn't say? Yes. So I'm going to start with one and I'm bringing it up because one, it's been said to me a couple of times. And I've never appreciated it. But also, since you started by saying at the beginning of this episode that you're tired, okay, prior to knowing that, I it, it, I think the worst thing I could say to you is you look tired. And I'll tell you what, it's on one of it's on my Mount Olympus of things don't say to me unless I tell you I'm really tired. And even if I tell you I'm tired, don't tell me I look tired. There's there's nothing beneficial about me knowing I look tired. So if you see someone that looks tired, you know, you ask them instead, how you doing? And if they tell you they're tired, fine, then you can talk about it. But you don't have to mention that they look tired. I, I, I don't need to know that. But I've literally had people come up to me and say, hey, and I'm like, how you doing? You look tired. And the worst, the worst part is most of the time I'm not tired. <laughs> so it's even worse. It's even worse. I'm like, if I look tired now, rested. Oh, geez. What do I look when I'm really tired? Well, you know, I've had that said to me many times before too. And now I just answer, thanks. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Like, because like you said, there's what good comes out of that. I think people are trying to say it sometimes to show like, like empathy, like, oh man, you must've had a rough night. Like I hear you <laughs> like trying to say like, I see you, you're validated that you're tired. But like you yeah. said, like chances are, you slept okay last night and they just think <laughs> yeah. you look tired. Yeah. It's like, you look worn down. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I'm going to say one kind of similar to that. Okay. And this one affects me a lot because, I mean, I think that women hear this more than men. Okay. But also, I have an RBF, a resting bitch face. <laughs> I hear so much from men. Love you, men. But this is what you say to us women, to me. Smile, honey. It's not so bad. <laughs> or smile. And it's why? Why do you want me to smile? Are you going to give me something? <laughs> Are you going to give me candy or a cookie? I mean, like, why? Why do you want me to smile? Why can't I just be myself and just have my regular face? Because what I'm hearing is that you don't like my face unless it's smiling. I don't think I've ever told you to smile. No, you haven't. You know better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I know I won't be met with a smile after I ask for one. Well, yeah. You is know there what? anything that makes me want to smile less than someone telling me to smile? Yeah. I, I, can I just say one thing real quick? Do it. I do say during runs, but this is usually after a, a small part of the conversation, and I say, something about you know celebrating what you're doing and I'm like and 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 smile because what you're doing is really powerful what it's what it's good and there's a benefit to it because smiling does relax you it does relax your face so that's different I just want to say that's different than walking up to someone and saying hey I have no idea what's going on with you I know no context here smile like that's yes that's obnoxious yeah completely different situation okay good Note to self, do not ask someone to smile. But I don't, I don't or do tell that. them to smile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's, yeah, there you go. It's a good one. I, I have one. Can I do another one? 
let's do one more. Okay, we'll do one more. It, it's you have kind of a version of this too, because you've told me a story. I think you were at like a party or something like that, like a family party or something, or maybe you were babysitting. I forget, but um, and I think we're both, I think we're both sensitive to this because we have spent so much of our lives working with kids. But when I hear an adult diminish how a kid is feeling because of their age. So I would hear it sometimes after a race that didn't go the way, you know, the kid wanted it to, or it didn't work out for the team. And I heard parents would say something like, what are they so upset about? They're 16 or geez, they should get over it. I mean, they're only 15 or they're just teenagers. What are they so upset about? It's just a race. Oh, are you kidding me? It would drive me crazy to hear that, to diminish what someone's feeling simply because of their age or this idea that they're going to have so many other races or they're going to have so many other things that they can do. But right now, they're 16 or 17. This is the most important thing in their life. They have the future to have more important things. But right now, this is it. And to diminish it because of their age, oh, it's like, you know, why, why is that 50-year-old so excited about going to a concert or you know it's like our 50 year olds not allowed to be excited so don't don't diminish what someone's doing or feeling because of their age oh at least don't do it around me or tammy but you had something like that with an even smaller kid remember you remember the story i'm talking about yeah i it affected me very deeply very deeply so I was 10. We lived in an, in an apartment complex. Wow, that was really hard to say. Yeah. We lived in an apartment complex for um, medical residents. My mom was in med school in her residency. So they would have these barbecues for all of the doctor's families and their children. And there was one time when you know we were at some party. And as I do, I tend to gravitate towards other kids. I mean, I just, even at a track meet last night, this little kid just came yeah. running up the hill to us, um, smiling. So anyway, there was, I was 10, there was this three-year-old ish kid who came up to the drinks table. The, the, the table was like higher than he was, but there was all these different drinks. Like I remember specifically there being a Fanta orange drink, um, <laughs> or orange soda. And I think there was like a grape soda and, you know, Sprite and water, lemonade, all the things. And such was, an eighties party. I mean, I mean, right. Grape soda and orange soda. Is there anything yeah. better? Yeah. So awesome. So he was looking at it, like really wanted a drink, you know, but there was, you know, nobody really giving him a drink. And so I came up and I'm like, Oh, hi, would you like a drink? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? And he was like looking at all the colors, you know, just like he was looking at all the colors and just like, you know, really wanting to like pick the right one. And I remember these two women off to the side and they kind of like laughed and they were like, oh, can you imagine giving a three-year-old a choice? And wow. I remember being so pissed off at 10 years old that they didn't think that this three-year-old would have a choice Yeah, that you should just like, just give him something and just let him go on with it. And I just remember being so pissed, like, yeah, I'm giving him a choice. Yeah. I think he, he want he knows what he wants. Um, but yeah, sim similar thing. They just thought just because he's three, he doesn't yeah. have a choice. Isn't it interesting that at the age of 10, one that hit you as deeply as it did. And two, it then sets you off on a course for how you deal with people for the rest of your life, even as an adult, like that one moment where imagine if, I mean, I think it was internal no matter what with you, but 
the fact that it drew it out and it was like this is something that I'm going to basically be like one of the lighthouses of my life of how I treat kids and people that yes they do think for themselves they do have choices they 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 should be respected as such too just wild at 10 well what's really interesting when you say that is literally on a client call last week she said I have you in my head always, you know, when I'm doing these things and I'm like, oh, cool. What am I saying when I'm in your head? <laughs> and she was like, you're telling me that I have a choice. Oh, wow. Because the the literal foundation of how I coach people is that you have a choice on how you're going to think about everything that happens to you or around you. Yeah. And so that's just so funny. I haven't really put it together like yeah. that until you said that. But yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Very cool. There we go. All right. There we go. Right. Some good meat and taters there. Yeah. Let's bring it down into some petty grievance land. Uh, yes. Let's go negative. Yeah. Let's go negative. Ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. My petty grievance is when people use your car and they return it to you on very low gas, and I'm talking like three to nine miles, and they yeah. don't even tell you. So you, you don't even have it in your brain that when you leave, you need to go get gas. Yeah. And if you're like me, you're always leaving like kind of in a hurry and worried about being late and like, you know, not having time to go get gas and yeah. then realizing like you literally have to go get gas or you're going to run out. Yes. So there you go. I have literally, it's only happened once. Sadly, everyone in the family was in the car, but I've literally driven to empty where suddenly the car stopped because I did not look down and notice that we were getting close to empty. So most people, they work it, they see the light come on, they find a gas station. I, I just never looked, and we were on a highway, midsummer, hot, on our way to a family party, and I, I drove us to empty. So Our kids still and, remember it. It was one of those um, poor memories, do you call it? And it was like a very dusty grass hill next to where mm -hmm. we ran out of gas. So we just kind of climbed to the top of that and sat there. But it was so dusty and hot. And then when we got to the family party, they had heard they had all heard the story that we had run out of gas. So yeah. you, oh my gosh, you were land blasted with just all of the jokes that came up about it. I felt a yeah. little bit bad for you, but also not because I was hot and sweaty and dusty. Yeah, I don't remember party. you defending me at all. I feel a little bit like I was let into the gladiator dome to the to the lions mm -hmm. yeah i was roundly mocked I, I yeah that was that was uh that was awesome so anyway moving on can i do my petty grievance do it okay this won't take too long but bad announcing for sporting events whether it's on tv or live i just can't handle bad announcing and i'll tell you why my my number one reason why it is a petty grievance is because I feel like one, the athletes aren't getting their just due and the crowd is missing out on excitement that they don't know even exists. And this is the problem. You and I have put on track meets. We know it's a massive undertaking, so I don't want to be throwing people under the bus. Anyone who puts on a track meet, volunteers at a track meet, you are a rock star. It is amazing what you do. That being said, the announcing is so important. And if all you're doing is, we'll just focus on running for right now instead of all the sports. But if all you're doing is mentioning people's names, in no way does that make the race exciting at all. And the difference between 
bad announcing and good announcing comes down to a little extra work. Yes, you're going to have to do work. You're going to have to know something about the athletes, their lifetime personal best, what they're trying to run, the context of this race in the bigger picture. But there's always something to bring up that the crowd will get excited about. So even if no one's going to set a personal best, there are barriers that are being broken. Even if no one's setting a personal best, you can talk about how close the race is. You know, where where these people are coming from, maybe it's a seasonal best. There's there's just so many different things you can bring up. There are all time lists. There are track records. There are school records. There are national records. Like we said, there are personal records. There's so many things you can bring up. The pace that they're on early, the fact that they picked it up, all of this stuff you can do to make the crowd invested and excited. And when people don't do that, there is a petty grievance occurring on the backstretch, which is usually where I'm hanging out as I'm thinking to myself, we are robbing the crowd and the athletes of some excitement. There's my petty grievance. Just do the work, do the extra work. Yeah, we had this discussion yesterday, as we do at many, 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 many track meets where, you know, Coach Bennett will say to me like, oh, they should have said blah, 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 or they should be saying blah, 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 if they were doing it right now. And what I think I realized is really just every commentator booth needs to hire, as you put it, a run nerd yep. to do the research, to to find the colorful stories and to, you know, we talked about this on a previous podcast where if you are showing the human side of it mm-hmm. and the stories and getting you to know the people on the track, then they're mm-hmm. going to enjoy it more. Um, but anyway, so it was just so funny that we had this conversation yesterday. And I think the solution is, yeah, hire a run nerd to yep. do some research and to know something about the runners on the track. Absolutely. I'll give you an example and then I will shut up and we can move on. But you have a race. It's a good race. It's a solid race. Everyone's cheering. That's wonderful. The Let's just assume the first six women, none of them set a personal best, but it was a good race. But if you know the seventh woman in the race just set a lifetime personal best, you could say something like, what an amazing race. You know, all top seven under 410 for 1500 and in seventh place so now it's not just on the winner it's not just on that winning time it's in seventh place tammy carpenter we're going old school tammy carpenter with a new lifetime best like just you know the crowd wants to cheer for people the crowd wants to celebrate people and they don't care if the person's in first or seventh or 26th just give me a reason to cheer for someone and someone setting a lifetime best or even a seasonal best, it's just an excuse to cheer for people. And that feels good. People like to cheer. Give us something to cheer about. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. Hire some runners. What's next? All right. Next is our mailbag. And speaking of mailbag, we just have to announce this really fun package that we got from Kevin Rierick with some sour Haribo gummy bears. We are so appreciative. Oh. Uh, he sent us the nicest letter, some Ted Lasso comments, uh, some is awesome. Believe bracelets. It was just such a fun package, and we appreciate it so much. So, Kevin, we're going to be asking one of your questions today that you gave us in the mailbag. That is, what show would you love to have a cameo role on as yourself? Mm-hmm. And this can be a present show or a past show. Yeah. Do you have one? I do, but I'm going to twist it just a little teeny bit into a movie. Okay. Am I allowed to do that? I think so. I think Kevin would let me do that. Yes. And it would be Bridesmaids. Oh, that's fantastic. 
yeah, we can't rob you of not being in broads, uh, broads, mates. I don't know where that came from. Hello, hello. Uh, yes, I I think Kevin has to agree that you belong in bridesmaids. That would be fantastic. You love that. That's your favorite comedy, right? Yeah, I have to say, I would be intimidated to be in a group of such brilliant, hilarious women. Yes, but I like to think that I could hold my own. Yeah, I think you would. I think they would embrace you. That is that is one of the best movies I've ever seen, and it's probably in my top five comedies really yeah i mean it's it's that good there there is not a wasted scene in the entire thing and it doesn't mean the entire thing has to be laugh out loud hilarious like airplane because that's not it it's a really good story but there there's not a wasted scene in there there's not like i could take that out it's either hilarious or interesting or a little bit of the drama side to it yeah that's 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 about as perfect a comedy as you can get yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yep. Nice. All right, what about you? Mine's a little bit more complicated to answer because a lot of the shows that I would say, ooh, I'll, I'll be in that, and I stuck with shows, I can't really show up as myself. So, for instance, uh, Game of Thrones, which is one of my favorite, I can't really show up as Coach Bennett on Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's odd. Could or, you show up as Chris Bennett? Yeah, I'd have to come as like, you know, Christoph Bennett, you know, Lord of, you know, the the Dark Waste or something like that. I don't even know, but I can't be Coach Bennett. And it's the same thing with like, I really like Andor. It's really good. But I can't be Coach Bennett in the Star Wars universe. Wait, are you saying that you're not allowed to be in costume? No, you have to come as yourself, though. But you, you can be yourself in different clothing. No, but I can't be Coach Bennett. The the thing is, obviously, you're you're an actor, but this wasn't. Do you want to play a role in the show? It was you have to be a. It's a cameo where you're showing up as oh, Tammy wait, Bennett. Yeah. Oh. So, but you could do that in Bridesmaids. You could have fun and be Tammy Bennett. You could even be. You could even do your job, where maybe you're working with some of the women in the show, which would be hilarious. But I can't be Coach Bennett in Game of Thrones. Yeah, they don't have like, Nike hats there. No. They don't have any hats. Well, no, they have lots of hats, but you know, it's it's just it doesn't make sense. Same thing with, like I said, Andor. So, I thought, and this this almost seems like too obvious, but it's probably because it's fresh in my mind. We just fi- finally finished season three of Ted Lasso. I think I could show up, and we could have a run in, maybe at the pub or something like that. And oh my god, know, that's hilarious! Yeah, kind of like the little like the meme of like you know the 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 two Spider-Men or the three Spider-Men pointing at each other. Oh my God. So I think there could be a moment there, but they wasted it and they ended the show without doing it. So alas, or did they? Because one of the characters on the show, he posted pictures about it and he said, farewell period space question mark. Ah, okay. I didn't even tell you this yet. I haven't even shown that to you yet. So there you go. So maybe there's, there's still a shot. And if so not, maybe I'll just reach out to Jason Sudeikis and see if we can just set this up. Yeah, just tell him, say, hey, remember me? I was in Bridesmaids and yeah. uh, all my parts were cut, but I was in it. And uh, hey, I've got an idea for you. It should be yeah. easy to reach him. He seems like an easy guy to reach. It's probably yeah. just a friend of a friend and a text message. Yeah, totally. Okay, so there you go. All right, let's talk about what's floating your fancy. You start. I'll start. You start, yeah. 
It is the Yeti brand tumbler. And this is so Yeti makes coolers and they have my insulated tumbler. The reason I thought about this is because we've been in the car so much and I'm bringing water and it's been a little hot outside, but my water stays cold and delicious. And if you know me, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of drinking water, but if it's cold and delicious, it's hard to say no. It is hard to say no. I my I don't need my water to be ice cold, which is interesting. You you want yours ice cold. I don't need it. In fact, I think sometimes it's harder to drink lots of water when it's so cold. Yeah, supposedly it's not better for your body. It's better for your body to have it like room temperature. But to me, I'm like, well, if room temperature means I'm not going to drink any, then yes. it's definitely better for my body to drink it cold. Yes. And which is why a lot of times when I see you drinking room temperature water, I go up and say, just smile. It's not that bad. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. That's what's floating your fancy. All right. Okay. What's floating my fancy right now. It's an app. It's also a website and it's called ultimate guitar. And it's basically just this endless library of tabs, which is basically the music on how to play songs on an acoustic guitar or an electric guitar and they break it down for you. A lot of it is user generated. So it's people saying these are the tabs to this song and then it gets rated um, on how difficult or how easy this version is, but I'm starting to play guitar again and I can't tell you how amazing it is. I think sometimes we get used to these things, but it's sometimes good to rewind five years or 10 years or 20 years and imagine Okay, if I wanted to learn how to play All I Want Is You by U2 on the guitar, and I needed the tabs, how in the world would I find this 20 years ago? All I need to do is I open up the app, I put in All I Want Is You, and suddenly I have access to 30 different tabs based on how hard it is, rated on how close it is to the song, and I can find one that I can do, and now I know how to play All I Want Is You by U2. It is amazing. And it has already got me playing again because now I hear a song and I think, oh, that, that would be fun to play. Open up the app and boom, put in the name of the song. Next thing you know, I'm trying to hammer it out. So Ultimate Guitar, I believe that's the name of the app and the website, but we can obviously post that as well. So if you're looking to play more guitar or start playing guitar, this has to be something that you have bookmarked or on your phone. So good. Yeah, super cool. Speaking of show notes, I think I forgot to mention that the address to our mailbag is in our show notes. Yes. So if you would like to mail us questions so that we can answer them on the podcast, yeah, look at the already... show notes and find the address. Yes, and we've burned through one of the big giant bags of sour gummy bears. So if you want to send some more gummy bears. I don't normally do this. This is normally where Tammy asks for random things to be sent to the mailbag. You could send another another bag because, Kevin, we ripped through the first one and we're about to open the second one. Yeah, we opened it in front of our teenage daughters and one of them came up and grabbed the bag and opened it and said, don't mind if I do. <laughs> so she says, thank you, Kevin. Yes. All right. What do we got coming up? What's going on for you this week? The week ahead. Okay, well, when I get off this call, I got to sneak in a quick run and then a shower because I'm heading to the airport for uh, a flight to Miami because I'm going to be there for Global Running Day. 
which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's a terrific coach down in Miami for Bell and Jesuit who does an amazing amount of stuff for the community, Frankie Ruiz. So I'll be down there for a couple of different events uh, over the next couple of days. And uh, I'm also planning some time, I think, downtime in the hotel room to hopefully nail the uh, Coach Bennett's podcast. And then I come back here at the end of the week uh, to spend the weekend with the lovely Bennett family. That's that's what I've got going on right now. What about you? Yeah, I have one of those weeks that's uh, just doing a lot of what I call niblets, a lot of little petty kind of tasks, um, you know, in addition to my regular work and regular clients. But I yeah. think that I might be taking myself down to the beach, to the coast, as they call it here in Oregon, on Friday, because I kind of just want to. There's also an amazing Mexican food restaurant that we love. And mm-hmm. I kind of want to just drive down, get a two delicious tacos, and then take a walk on the beach. Sounds amazing. Are we allowed to come with you? I've invited everyone. I didn't get a lot of takers yet. I'm I'm taking this invite. This sounds amazing. Cool. We should put a link up to the place. Left Coast Siesta. Yes, it's so good. Hopefully it's open. It's not always open. They have weird hours. Their hours are whenever it. they feel like working. Yes. And they're so good, you just take what you get. Yeah, you're just grateful if they're open. You're not even... Well, you are mad and you are ho- heartbroken and you are yes. sad if yes. you pull up and they're supposed to be open, but they're closed. And there's Ugh. like a handwritten note on the door that always <laughs> explains it. Yeah. And you are crushed, but it never destroys your relationship. No, you no. still come back. And it's not even, you don't even feel like it's an abusive relationship. No, it's definitely not a balanced relationship, but you just take it. You're right. Because you don't really give them much. I mean, you give them business, but if they don't need the business, then again, it's just, it's not balanced. Like you can make the case like, look, I would give you more money. You need more money. But if they don't, they just make delicious food when they want to, then you got to take what you can get. So hopefully Friday it'll be open. So I would crush one of their burritos. They're so good. So good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's call it a day. It's a day. There you go. And this was great. And thank you everyone for listening to us. Hopefully you've subscribed. Hopefully you've rated us positively because come on, this is a great podcast and check out the show notes that Tammy puts together because they're amazing. Okay. Have a great week. You have a great week too, coach. I was talking to the listener. Oh, well, you know what? You have a great week too, coach. You too. Great weeks all around. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We hope you subscribe if you haven't already, and we'd love for you to give us a good rating. Remember, you can send your questions into our mailbag at the address found in the show notes. If you want to connect with us further, be sure to check out Coach Chris Bennett on Instagram at Coach Bennett, two N's, two T's. Or go to Coach Tammy Bennett's Instagram at Show Up Society. You can also hear more Tammy on the Show Up Society podcast.